The New York State Office of Addiction Services and Supports, or OASS, provides this podcast as a public service. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed do not necessarily represent or reflect those of the agency or state. This is Addiction, the Next Step. Welcome to Addiction, the Next Step. I'm Jerry Gretzinger, your host, and today uh, the topic takes us to Harlem, New York, and we're going to be chatting with some people who are really trying to change the game when it comes to addiction services and supports. These are not multi-step programs. They're not wanting people to try to go cold turkey. They are diving into the world of harm reduction, and we'd like to introduce you to Harlem United. We've got Judith Cole and Kristen Goodwin joining us for the podcast today. Ladies, thanks so much for, for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank you. And, uh, you know, I, I know we have explained to you and our listeners have already uh, learned this, but uh, we're all about sharing information about the services and supports that, that Oasis tries to help make available. And uh, and certainly uh, Harlem United is, is doing the work that we are so happy to support. Let me start with that. Uh, Juan or both of you, explain to people who are listening, what is Harlem United? Where is it and what does it do? So Harlem United is a large multi-service organization that started um, out of the HIV AIDS epidemic in the late 80s and now has become an organization that serves a wide variety of people in Upper Manhattan. Our main office location is at Harlem uh, 125th and Lenox Avenue. So we are right on the, you know, in the heart of central Harlem and the large majority of the services we provide are in uptown Manhattan and in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. And you know, so the services include. Go ahead. Yeah, go, go ahead. Sorry. sorry. No, go ahead. Oh, the services we provide is anything from uh, we have an FQHC, so we do direct clinical healthcare, we do housing, we have um, services for people living with HIV, and then we also have a very large harm reduction department, which includes syringe exchange, behavioral health outreach, um, and all of our services on there are um, available without health insurance. So that's a bonus for anyone in the neighborhood. Yeah, and that, that's actually what I was going to ask about just now. Um, you, you just mentioned harm reduction efforts. And uh, certainly that yeah. is something that uh, Oasis is a strong supporter of. We've made it a whole division of the agency and, and something that is so important right now, so critical. I want you to, to take a few minutes and kind of explain to us a little bit more about the harm reduction services. I know there's a, uh, some street outreach that goes on, which is, which is so incredible. Um, but, but talk to us how, how long you've been doing this and uh, what services are provided through it and, and how, how much of an impact you feel it's been having. Yeah, so Harlem United's original syringe exchange program was a program called Frosted, um, and we merged with them. They're one of the first uh, SEP programs in New York City. Uh, And over time, uh, Harlem United merged together with Frosted and continued to provide the syringe exchange. And um, so we do syringe exchange both uh, on-site at our uh, Harlem location, and we also do mobile um, syringe exchange in the Bronx. And we also have peers that deliver syringes um, anywhere uh, where people are in need of it. And that's sort of where our, our outreach program burst out of. Um, and it's uh, definitely a need. Um, during, Particularly during COVID lockdown, we noticed significantly more people experiencing homelessness that were actively using um, in the neighborhoods where we served. And we worked together with the City Department of Health and with uh, now with OASAS to 
um, garner some resources to be able to do a seven-day-a-week outreach program. Uh, we do outreach in the parks in uh, Harlem and also in the Bronx, particularly in Tremont and also in the Hub, uh, 149th and 3rd area in St. Mary's Park. Mm-hmm. We do a lot of work um, engaging people, doing overdose prevention, providing uh, services and referrals that people may need. And Judith uh, has been doing wound care most recently um, for people that uh, may not be seeking medical care elsewhere. And so that's sort of like the heart of our program now is um, being able to leave the building and go out into the community and serve people where they are. Yeah, Judith can explain a little bit more about um, what she's been doing in the field and relationship to the medical services. But we've seen an increase in uh, an additive into the heroin supply called xylazine, um, which has uh, gotten a lot of attention. It's the street name for it is Trank. And we know that um, people that are using heroin, if it has Trank in it, um, they're experiencing uh, additional wounds, um, things that may start small and and then uh, because of the trank and the supply, their, uh, people's wounds are not healing properly. Oh. So Judith's been providing a lot of education and support to people that are experiencing more needs for care for their wounds. Yeah, Judith, if you, if you can uh, expand on that, tell us the type of uh, service that you're providing to people and, uh, and what that need is like. Yeah, definitely. So I'm somewhat new to Harlem United and get to really develop this program Um that Kristen had the foresight to to see and want to bring here because, you know, we serve clients here in 290 access to step room, but also out in the community. And so being able to have a program that offers um, treatment for, you know, whether it's <clears throat> starting Suboxone on the streets or providing wound care in the office when they drop off their needles and picking up new syringes or, and I meet, you know, if we meet them on the streets and they have wound needs and maybe we never see them again, but are able to provide the wound care kits and resources. And so really it's all about that access point and whether, you know, because this community, people who use drugs have so many barriers to accessing traditional healthcare models. It's really about meeting them where they're at and meeting their needs um, at what point you know, they're willing to engage. So for some clients, I see them regularly out in the streets, in the Bronx, in Harlem, and do routine wound care. And for some, I see them provide them wound care, handouts, um, supplies for future um, dressing changes, obviously a lot of education on how to take care of their wounds. And I may not see them again, but it's really just being out in the community and um, a regular face on the streets of the same places we go every week um, and where it gets around. So we've been able to have, you know, clients that refer their friends who have been really hesitant to maybe access health centers or hospitals to treat their wounds. So, you know, xylazine, uh, our xylazine wounds are presenting very differently than the traditional, you know, cellulitis or abscess from injecting. So it's, taking a little more robust wound care to treat these and they definitely can get better, but they really need very regular aggressive follow-up. So it's been exciting to really be able to order the supplies that are needed to treat them and then give them to them. You know, oftentimes, you know, they're given maybe a band aid, and that really is just inadequate to address um, 
the, the complex needs of, of these tranquils. Yeah, so being imagine. able to provide that on the streets and in the office has been very exciting. Yeah. And, you know, you, you touched on this uh, briefly, but I want to talk to you more about this as well. The fact that this really, this, this brings many more people to you for this type of treatment, wound care and, and other services, since it is street outreach, because, you know, we hear so often that people have so many different barriers to, to coming to a clinic to, to look for any type of assistance, whether it be just physical access or, or you know, the, 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 the stigma that exists out there about seeking services for those things. So, I mean, again, this, this must be something where you're seeing so many different faces than you might have otherwise. Yes, definitely. And, you know, there's a lot of resources between Harlem and the Bronx, but the need is even greater than the resources out there. So being willing to be flexible program and, you know, we don't bill Medicare or Medicaid. So we have the ability to really just take that off the table. We don't have to worry about any of that. We, You know, it's really about what do you need and how can we help you? And then when, when are you interested in engaging with us? Is it, you know, Tuesday at the corner of 149th and, you know, 3rd Avenue, is it St. Mary's Park, is it in Harlem, are you willing to come to the office and can we get you testing, hepatitis C testing, HIV testing, can we connect you in with primary care services, really all about how, um, what, what the client is interested in at the moment and just always opening that conversation um, and bridging that for them. So, you know, we're here when they're ready to engage in any way and at any point. You know, and you, you say this and it makes me think that, um, and, and maybe this is the case that people may be thinking, Oh, you know what? Um, I'm, I'm not, you know, right next door to some place that you've already, you've given out some addresses, you know, where you guys do the street outreach, but somebody may be thinking, well, I'm not there. Maybe I can call them and they'll, they'll help me find a way to, to get some place where I can get this type of support. Is, is that the case? Somebody can call up and say, Hey, I'm interested, but I'm, I'm not where you are right now. Can you help? Right. Yeah, absolutely. And we're starting to um, build a program with our FQHC's mobile health unit as well. So maybe someone does need a little more robust medical care, um, more than some harm reduction services we provide and being able to help them navigate that and say, you know, your Tuesdays are usually in this area. Is that somewhere you could meet us or what day would work better for you? And then kind of trying to plan that with the providers and the team that is out in the field and, and making that accessible for the client. So it's definitely something that that's our goal is really truly meeting them where they are and making that a reality between our harm reduction program and between the mobile health unit. Yeah. Yeah. The The other thing that we can do is um, we have a large network of providers. And if there's an area like, let's say, in a borough where we don't uh, serve as our agency, we can direct folks to other agencies that are providing some similar services and get them connected. So that's one of the other cool things about the outreach program is that we've been able to work with other providers to cover areas that have significant needs. No, that's great. That's the, the whole network working together to, to help people. And you, like you said, meet them where they are. And that is so, so key these days. You know, you talked about a Suboxone, yeah. uh, street level outreach with Suboxone. And I know you're also working with the uh, low threshold uh, BUP grant as well, correct? Yeah, so we've started, started offering that um, along with our harm reduction um, program. So being able to really focus on building a 
low threshold, low barrier buprenorphine program is really exciting for us and expand services, expand the, the time that we're able to really commit to it. Um, days of the week, being out in the field more days of the week, hiring another nurse practitioner to add more coverage for clients that are accessing our step room or testing in office and are interested and being um, or and the same meeting people out on the streets where they're at and being able to do same day inductions, give them, we created comfort kits. So adjunctive medications to, to help people during the initial withdrawal period when they're starting Suboxone and really tailoring it to them, their experience, their needs, kind of busting myths around Suboxone or maybe previous experience didn't go well. So I feel like a lot of times uh, people have tried it, had a bad experience. Maybe they just did it incorrectly, didn't get really good information, didn't get comfort medications. And so are unsure that it could help them again. So really kind of breaking down those barriers as well is that, you know, maybe are you interested in doing it again? Maybe you didn't have the right dose. Maybe you didn't have enough medication to make you comfortable during that induction period or someone willing to meet you, you know, the Kingsbridge underpass for your follow-up versus you having to travel to Harlem to a doctor's office. So kind of trying to break those barriers down and um, meet people yeah, where they need to be met on those follow-up days. So we're starting small, but but with the intention of being able to really make it so meaningful to people. Yeah. What, what do you find is the, the biggest challenge right now? You know, we, we know the, the services and supports that are going to be available and that are already available are, are so important. What do you find is the biggest challenge in providing those services to people who need them, want them, are looking for them? I think the barriers are already facing in their life. Maybe it's housing insecurity, food insecurity, all of the competing interests um, to their survival. So in a given week, all the different things that may happen uh, make sometimes their treatment or their ability to follow up for medication and for you know further services just really too difficult. You know, maybe it's a child care, their work complex. So I think those kind of social barriers that we all face when we try to kind of follow through with a simple doctor's appointment. Um, I think that's one of the biggest barriers and just also fentanyl being so potent and really causing just different, it makes the treatment a little more complex and challenging because fentanyl is just so such a different beast than, than straight heroin is. So sometimes it requires um, um, increased dose of suboxone that maybe they didn't, uh, they weren't prescribed before, and closer follow up, and um, maybe some other comfort medications much longer. So I think just the care that they need is more, um, but they're still facing just as many barriers to getting to that care, even when we're willing to meet them the same time in a few days or the next week. That I think is still really challenging because, you know, many people have housing insecurity and instability. And that is, um, I think still, you know, one of the biggest barriers for, for finding stability. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, I, I look at some of the information about Harlem United and I see your principles about being 
client-centered, compassionate, comprehensive, justice-oriented. And I think the message there is that, uh, you know, you're, you're an organization that's going to work with people however you can to meet them where they are, get them the services they need, and, and, and help them find a way, which is certainly something Oasis is behind. You know, it's, uh, there, there are barriers, but we're going to help, we're going to help break them down. And I know you're doing the same. Uh, so I, I want to find out what can we tell people if they want to contact you? I mean, certainly we're doing what we can to support you and agencies, uh, organizations like yours. If people want to say, Hey, okay, I'm ready to reach out. I want to find out where I can, I can get involved with your services. What, what do you, what do you want people to know? How do they get a hold of you? So our website now has actually been had a makeover. You can always kind of, there is a, an ability to um, really plug in your information for which service you're trying to reach. And then also the main number, Go Harlem, um, will get you to our main um, main voice, not necessarily voicemail, message that will then direct you to any service you're looking for. So I actually will have clients call me directly on my um, on my office phone because they went through the the machine the machine the messaging queue for you know harm reduction Boxstone, and then they get to me. So it's actually pretty straightforward I think to to get to us by calling Go Harlem yeah I think um, the other thing is if uh, people are out and they don't have a phone or they're you know not um, don't have internet availability they can always come and see us Uh, our 290 Lenox Ave location is open five days a week during the day and our Tremont syringe exchange site is uh, Monday Thursday and Friday at Tremont and Third Avenue, and there's always someone there from 10 to 3 o'clock. So, you know, if people are out and they're interested in stopping by, those are two of our actual, like, always attended locations where people can find us. That's great. Ladies, thank you so much. Uh, great work uh, being done by Harlem United, and uh, we are obviously uh, pleased to be partnering with you in every way we can. And, uh, again, thank, thank you for speaking with us today on the podcast. Yeah, thanks thank- so much for taking time. Yeah, thank you for having us. For more information on Harlem United, you can find it on our social media pages. And remember, if you're looking for help, there are resources available. If you or someone you know needs assistance, you can always contact our Hope Line 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 8778-HOPE-NY. 